Father, we thank you for your presence in this place this morning. And we thank you for you're going to speak to us one more time. We thank you for you're going to reveal your heart for us one more time. We thank you, Lord, for absolutely nothing compares to what you want to do, what you want to speak, what you want to release into our lives. And every time we receive from you, we are transformed, we are changed, we are renewed. We become better, we, come, we become bolder, we become more sharper in our ability to, to walk in the fullness of our calling and your purposes for our lives. Lord, we humble ourselves a hundred percent. This morning, let it, let it be that our hearts are open, our hearts are surrendered, our hearts are receptive to what you want to do among us. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 9 and verse 1. This is a story that many of you would have read. I have preached on this scripture before. I have preached on this before. Um, this is definitely something that we are familiar with. This is a story that we are all familiar with. And yet, this is something that there is a portion in this scripture that we overlook and we don't uh, pay attention to. That is my highlight this morning. I want us to just study this and... And hear what God is trying to teach us. Hear what God is trying to, uh, you know, Im to, to impart into us this morning. The Bible says, read it with me. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. Who are we talking about here? Jesus. Jesus. The Bible says, as Jesus passed by, Jesus, he saw a, my, a, a, a man who was blind from birth. So this was a man who has never seen in his life. He has never experienced anything. Um, he has never experienced light. He has never experienced colors. He has never experienced any distinction. He has not differentiated between anything. He has been blind from his birth, from his birth, he has uh, been tolerating this brokenness, tolerating this weakness, tolerating this challenge in his life. Now, Jesus saw this person, but Jesus did not react. Jesus saw this person, but Jesus did not immediately heal him. Jesus saw this person, but Jesus did not immediately get involved in his life. But the disciples, they began to ask. Read verse 2 with me. It says, and his disciples, whose disciples? Jesus' disciples. And his disciples, the Bible says, asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Who's, what is their question? Whose sin caused this person to be blind? Was it his sin? Because he, he, he was born this way. So did he commit some sin when he was in his mother's womb? Or was it because he is inherently a sinner? 
when he, the, when he is born, he is actually a sinner. Is that the reason why he is uh, born blind? Or is it because his parents, one of his parents, his father or his mother, one of them, they sinned because of which this guy is born blind. You know, naturally, our problem-solving mechanism always tries to look for the root cause problem of every issue, right? We see something is going wrong. We see some problem. We try to get back to the root. All of us are doctors when it comes to any issue. You know, we, we want to know why it happened, where it happened, how it's uh, started. We all want to judge somebody or something for every wrong thing that is happening in their life. You know, when something goes wrong, we are like, this is why, you know, this happened. You know, when, when, when they lose money, you say, this is why, you know, you didn't give tithes. That's why you lost that money. Or, you know, you have a bad health. Then you say, oh, you didn't obey God. Or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And we all know how to blame people and judge people for something wrong that is happening. All of us know that, right? We all know how to pinpoint uh, somebody or the other and say, you're wrong in this area. And that's exactly what the disciples did. Because you, you see, they've been trained under the law where everything has consequences. You know, under the law, God says, if there is no rain, it is because of these things. In, under the law, God says, if you're, if you're having miscarriages, it is because of these things. If, if there is uh, problems in your marriage, it is because of these things. If there is problems in your money, it is because of these things. Because these guys had grown up, they had been trained under the law of Moses, everything was a consequence of something else, right? Now Jesus, he comes and he wants to give them a different perspective. Jesus, he wants to give them a different understanding, a different revelation. Because these guys, they are asking, now, I understand if somebody became blind after 25 years of walking on the earth because he would have done something bad. I understand that. But what about this guy? Because he has been blind from birth. So whose mistake was this guy's, you know, blindness? Is it, is it, is it, is it his parents' mistake? Is it a generational curse? Or is it uh, his mistake? Is it the fact that every person that is born is a sinner? Is that the reason why he is born blind? This is what Jesus answered. You know the answer, right? Verse 3. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents. See, wait a minute. Technically, his, this man and his parents, both of them are sinners. Technically. Yes? Because the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Technically, both of them are sinners. Technically, both of them have fallen short of God's glory. And yet, when Jesus is trying to assign blame for the blindness, He says, this blindness or this brokenness or this failure is not because of this man's sin. This failure is not because of his parents' sin. This failure, this challenge that you're experiencing, you cannot assign the blame to either of these categories. Now, I'm not saying that you can never blame sin for certain consequences that happen in our life. Because at one point, Jesus healed a man 
you know who was by the pool of Bethsaida? Do you know the story? Jesus healed the man and Jesus told him, hey, if you don't repent and change your lifestyle, then something worse may happen. Which means that his sickness was a consequence of sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there are certain sicknesses, certain issues, certain problems that can be a consequence of what you've done. I'm not saying that it's never a consequence. I'm saying there are times when certain things that we do can have negative consequences here on the earth. And yet, we can't say everything is because of what, what people have done. You know, we cannot write off every mistake and every challenge as saying, hey, this guy, he, I, I know he's just reaping what he sowed. He's just doing, you know, this. he did this and that's why he's now experiencing this. He's just harvesting the, 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 the mistakes that he has committed in his past. And that's a completely wrong line of argument. And here Jesus is saying, hey, certain times, it can, it can be that it is not this man's sin. Certain times it can be that it is not about his parents' sin. Certain times it can be that certain failures that are allowed into our lives, certain brokenness that we experience are not a consequence of sin, but it is towards something better. It may not be a consequence of your past, but it may be a projection of your future. Can I re-say what I said? Certain brokenness, certain failures that you're experiencing right now in your life may not be a reflection of your past. It may be a projection of your tomorrow. It may be a reflection of where you are headed to. It may be prophetic about where God wants to take you. Because so many times we are only limited in time and we are thinking, last time I did this, this happened. Last time I prayed like this, this happened. So, so maybe what I am experiencing right now is because of that last incident. But here is God saying, no, no, no. Certain things that I allow in your life, it has a... It has a consequence in your future. It has, there is something that I have prepared for you tomorrow because of which you need to experience this brokenness today. Because of which you need to experience this blindness today. And so Jesus looks at him and says, no, 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 no. This is, this is not his parents' sin. This is not his sin. But this is so that the works of God might be displayed in him. In other words, even before the guy was conceived in his mother's womb, there was a certain defect that was planned by God. Why? So that, so that the works of God can be displayed through this guy. Because sometimes when we, when we look at our weaknesses, we, we think that we are not good enough. Sometimes when we look at our challenges and our failures, we think, if only I didn't have these areas, if only I didn't have these challenges, if only I was perfect in these areas, then, you know, God could have used me better. What if God can use you better with that weakness? What if God loved that in your life so that He can actually use you better? What if that is how God planned your destiny? 
what if that breakup that you're experiencing right now what if that bondage that you think you're in right now what if that debt situation that you think you're struggling with what if that is so that god can display his glory through your life it is so that god can establish his works through your life now i'm not saying everything is because of that you understand what i'm saying there are certain times your your, your mess is a reflection of your past but there are certain times your mess is a reflection of your future a a, a spiritually intelligent person is not going to write off everything as a result of their past they know something is a projection of my future where god is taking me some some pits that the enemy has put me into it is because i'm going into a palace the fact that i've been sold to the midianites is because i have to rule over egypt the fact that i have been wrongly accused by the potiphar's wife is because I'm, my destiny is not limited to potiphar's house the fact that i am right now struggling for life here in this prison is because there is a better tomorrow waiting for me because the path to the palace may be through the prison the path to the to my destiny may be through my destruction today may be through my bondage or my struggle today because when we suffer for the lord we will also reign with him when we are willing to be crushed and when we are willing to be pressed and when we are willing to be pushed down upon from every side when we are willing to allow that crushing in our lives the lord the bible says he is this is why god did this it's so that the works of god might be displayed in him so i'm prophesying this over you this morning this week the works of god will be displayed through your life this season may people see the evidence of god working in your life this this year shall not finish without people looking at you and say no 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 this cannot be possible with your ability this is because there was a greater power that was at work there was a greater revelation that was at work this is not because you are qualified this is not because you are anointed enough this is not because you have a lot of faith and you're religious this is because there is a outsider hand you have a influence in high places there is somebody from up above who is pulling strings to make sure that you reach here you didn't make it on your own you made it because god was displaying his works his works god is working somebody say god is working even when i don't see it even when i don't feel it even when i don't hear it even when i don't have the goosebumps even when i have no evidence my god he is still working somebody say an amen so god says that this is a evidence of the good works that i have in store for my son i want to display my works in him that is why this happened so please don't write him off please don't judge him please don't belittle him 
Instead, focus on his tomorrow. Focus on where God is taking him and you will see the complete picture. You will see the complete picture. I pray that nobody in this church will resort to judgment. You know, the Bible says, judge not so you don't be judged. Yeah. There are certain people that God has placed in the church to judge. And they are your pastors. They are your leaders. They will judge the ones that they need to judge in the way that is appropriate, in the way that we have taught them how to judge. But it is not your job to judge. It is not your job to try to discern everybody and, you know, help everybody. There are people that are appointed who are put in position to help them, to judge them, to correct them, to, you know, give them the right counsel from time to time. But otherwise, if you resort to a lifestyle of judging, the Bible says, judge not so that you don't be judged. With the same measure that you judge, you will also be judged. Amen? So Jesus says, the works of God has to be displayed. Everybody said displayed. The verse 4, he says, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. In other words, Jesus is saying that this man, his blindness is so that God's work can be displayed through him, right? And now he says, it is now our responsibility. It is now our collective responsibility. He's not just talking about himself, that I need to do his works. He's saying, now he's looking at the disciples who was blaming this guy for his blindness. And he's saying, now it is our responsibility to do the works that God has intended in his life. Do you understand? Here is the disciples looking at the blind man and saying, this guy has committed some sin. But now Jesus turns the, the blame to back to the disciples and says, no, 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 it is not his responsibility. It is your responsibility that he sees. Do you see how Jesus changed the focus, how Jesus, Jesus shifted the balance from this blind man who was born like this over to the disciples who are now trying to fits the blame on somebody. And, and Jesus says, no, 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 not him, you guys. We must do the works of him who sent me. Because there is a time that is coming when everything is going to be dark and there is going to be no space for the works to be done. This is a day season. Everybody said this is a day season. There is a night season coming. Yeah, when the night season comes, nobody can work. Anybody? You understand what I'm saying? I know that we live in a world where we have night shifts. We have people working in the night. But that was not the ideal plan that God had for his people. The one reason why God said let there be night is so that you can rest. You can sleep, not that you can work. The, the daytime is for work. The night time is for you to rest. And Jesus told the disciples that there is a time which is meant for you to now manifest the works of him who sent me. He is always working even when you see it, even when you don't see it. You have to be sensitive to the works that he is doing. Connect to the heart of God. Connect to the mind of God. Now reflect 
that work here on the earth for people who are going through blindness, for people who are experiencing brokenness, for people who are going through challenges. You and I, we are meant to connect to the works of God and manifest it here on the earth. And that is possible only during day seasons. Now, what is the definition of a day? Day is when there is light. That's why Jesus made the next statement. Read it with me. As long as I am in the world, verse 5, I'm waiting. Okay. One, two, three, go. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, This is who I am. As long as I am here, as long as I am among you, I am the light of the world. So Jesus, he, he pushes the fact that there cannot be a night season for a child of God. Because you and I, we have the presence of Jesus with us. You and I, we have a revelation of Jesus. You and I, we have a, uh, we have a relationship with Jesus. The night seasons in our lives are those seasons when, you know, we are not able to walk with God. Or we are not able to walk in the light of His presence. For a child of God, as long as Jesus is with Him, is there a moment where Jesus is not with you? See, there are people who don't sense it or don't experience it. Their eyes are blinded. Their eyes are unable to see, you know, the light of God. Their eyes are unable to experience because the Bible says their, their eyes are veiled. You know, the God of this world has blinded them. But you and I, we are not like that. We are in the light. Jesus, the light of the world is with us. And if he is with us, then we have to be sensitive to the work of God in our life. Not only do we be sensitive to the work of God in our life, now we manifest the work of God in our lives. Everybody say, God is working. I've titled this morning's word, Manifesting His Works. Everybody say, Manifesting His Works. One more time, manifesting, manifesting his, his works. works. Read with me Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. Okay, one, two, three, go. For God, he is working in you. What is he doing? He's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him who is working in you do you remember what jesus told the disciples we you know this the reason for this brokenness the reason for this failure is because the works of god has to be displayed in him the works of god has to be manifested in him and what kind of work is god doing the bible says he's working in us Trying to get us the best job. Trying to get us a very handsome guy to get married to. What is the work that he is doing in us? Yeah. The Bible says, this is the way that God is working in us. He is giving you the desire. He is reviving your desire. He is renewing your desire. See, if, you, if your desire has not been growing... 
if your desire has not been changing if your desires have not been evolving then i doubt whether we are manifesting his works here because if if we understand see it's it's like this if i tell you that you know you know how many of you know that i'm a podcaster i love podcasts right but but you say that hey pastor i i like to listen to everything that you do everything that you teach then i'll be like uh, wait a minute do you do you listen to my podcast no pastor i don't but hey wait that's like the main thing that i do in life <laughs> i i i prepare more for podcast than for sunday sermons i pray more for my podcast than i pray for coming and preaching here on a sunday morning so how come you say you follow me so diligently but you have no idea that i even have a podcast come on you understand what, what i'm trying to explain how can you say that you are displaying the works of god but your desire is not changing your desire is not increasing your desire is not evolving because this is the work that god is doing on the earth right now this is the work that god is doing in you right now what is he doing he's creating a desire every sunday morning when you come up here to church when the worship is going on when the word is being taught do you know what is happening there is an appetite that is growing on the inside of you there is an appetite that is growing you know when when you watch a uh, advertisement on television and and they are eating the kentucky fried chicken in front of you what happens automatically your mouth salivates begins to salivate automatically you you don't have to be like okay let me try so hard let me pray for a few minutes so i can no no automatically as you see that advertisement automatically you begin to be like i wish i was not fasting today <laughs> today is the day when all the ads are about food products <laughs> you know have you noticed that only when you're fasting from certain things you know like when you're fasting from social media is when the most interesting things are happening on social media when you when you're fasting from food is when you have to really really or you really really see the latest food and food hangouts all your instagram reels is about the you know the dosa place or the burger place or that pasta place when you say ah this season i don't want any screen time is when oppenheimer is being released <laughs> sorry guys i i i'm going for the movie i i don't <laughs> but but the, the 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 question really is is your desire evolving is your desire changing are you allowing god to work on your desire if you if your desire is still the same level as it was 10 years back ouch are you allowing god to work in you or are you are you resisting the work of god in your heart are you resisting the work of god in your life because the bible says god he is working in you and he is giving you the desire so if you don't have the desire it is not because god is not working it's because you are either nullifying that work or you're resisting that work how many of you know that we can resist the work of god we can stand in the way and say oh wait uh that is not how my parents did it that is not how my previous church did it that is not how i am used to this is not my personality you know 
you know i i i like to be by myself and i like to do things my way no 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 you 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 can't stand and say this is my way of doing things because if you stand up like that then you will be resisting god's work see nobody can resist god but you can resist his work you understand what i'm saying when jesus told the young man who came to speak to him and he said you want to follow me sell everything and come follow me you know jesus wanted to work in his life right but his his riches were standing in the way of the work now jesus didn't say that to anybody else have you noticed jesus you know tell that to everybody or you know i i know that today there are churches and denominations that are born out of that verse that if you want to be a member of this church you know give your entire property to us or sell off everything give it to the poor and only then you can be a member here you cannot have any luxury items in your house you cannot have any gold silver television nothing in your house you know there are denominations that are fully born out of that one scripture but jesus didn't demand that of anybody else because jesus saw that for this guy this particular young guy his his possessions are going to stand in the way of my work in his life you understand what i'm saying his his riches are going to stand is going to resist my work in his life and so jesus said you want me to work for you in you through you get rid of your wealth get rid of your riches so i want to ask you this what is it that is stopping god from working in you and giving you the right desires what is it that is like resisting ah uh, i i i i really really like this guy or i really like my job or i really want my ministry to look like this or i really want my uh, you know public image my reputation to not be disturbed to not be you know affected i i i don't want this to hamper my you know the way that people see and view me is is are those things standing in the way of god's work in your life if there is can we repent this morning because he wants to increase your desires he wants to change your desires he wants to he wants to change your appetite you know some people when you walk with them you lose an appetite for inferior things immediately you develop an appetite for more expensive clothes more expensive restaurants very different taste. like you know on a regular day you'll be thinking man this this i can get the same burger for 150 rupees here and over here it is like 2500 rupees you know but and 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 then anybody who is who's not developed that taste or that desire or that appetite for this kind of food will think it is waste what are you talking about why should i go into this restaurant and spend 2500 rupees when i can just go to mcd's and buy the same burger for 150 rupees what is so special about this restaurant but if you've if you've developed your desire your appetite to such an extent that now ordinary food doesn't satisfy you anymore ordinary food doesn't tickle you anymore now 
you, your, your desire is like, wait a minute. I, 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 I don't mind not eating out for 10 months, but I'll save up. But when I buy, I will go to that restaurant. And, and I'll only eat, even if it is once in 10 months, I will only eat a 2500 burger. You understand what I'm saying? Because you, your, your, your appetite has changed. My dear friends, let me tell you, do not settle for less. In your pursuit of God, in your plans that for your future, in your dreams, all the ambitions that you have for your own life, may the Lord evolve your desire so that you don't settle for something so ordinary. Because this is what I can afford, you know, this is what I can manage. No, no, no. You wait for 12 months or you wait for 12 years or you wait for 40 years if required. But it's better that, that you settle for God's desire for your life than for you to say, wait, 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 this is the, this is the best I could, I could afford. Or this is, the, this, is the, this is the only guy who, you know, fell in love with me, you know. I mean, like nobody else wanted to marry me. This guy said yes, so I just settled. You know, I just, you know. No, please, please, guys. Let's not settle. Let's not settle for our desires. Let's not settle for what is convenient for us, what is easy for us. Because God, He is working in you. Say it with me. For God, instead of in you, can you say me? Can you, can you point to yourself and say, God is working in me? For God, He is working in me. And he's giving me the desire and the power. Somebody said power. Which means if something is out of my reach, if I have to get a 2500 rupee burger, now God has given me the desire for that burger, the, the money that has to be deposited into my account so that I can afford a 2500 rupee burger will also come from God. You know, what is God doing? He, he's, not, he's not just writing off a check for you to encash. But the Bible says He's working in you to manufacture that power. You get that? In the same way that you need to yield to God to, to grow your desire, you have to yield to God to develop your power, to activate your anointing, to be able to now manifest the ability to pursue the things that God has for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Please, please talk back to me if you understand what I'm saying. Because there are certain things that we desire, but we know it's out of our reach. You know, there are certain things that we, we don't desire, but we have the ability. There are certain things that we have the desire, but we don't have the power. But Jesus says, I am working. The, you know, the reason this blindness has been allowed in your life is so that the work of God is so that the way that God wants to shift your desire and the way that God wants to shift your power will be displayed, will be revealed to you. God has a plan for us. God has a destiny in, 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 in His mind for our lives. And that is why he has allowed certain failures. Church, this morning we have to thank God for our failures. This morning we have to rejoice for our failures because 
this failure is going to unlock the next desire in my heart this failure is going to unlock the next level of power in my workplace the next level of power in my ministry this failure is going to unlock the next level of power in my marriage the next level of anointing that i needed to run my business this failure is going to unlock that power it is not meant to destroy me or discourage me this failure was meant for god to display his work in my life the bible says he is working in you and he is manufacturing in you the desire and he is manufacturing in you the power to do what to do what pleases me to do what is most acceptable and trending on instagram right now what is god working in me for to do what pleases him he is working everything in my life to bring worship for him you know this that you know you don't have to really struggle hard to worship god if you just yield yourself no god will come he will put the desire and he will put the power and he will sit and enjoy the worship that comes out of the combination of your desire and your power he will he he will be pleased he can just sit and smile he can just you like look look at what i just did look at what i just worked in their life in their marriage in their business ah i like i like the look of it you know we don't have to fast and pray for 40 days hoping that some day i can worship like that worship leader we don't have to say oh my god i wish i could be this jesus lover i'll tell you the key yield yourself open your heart open your life to the work of god don't resist his work in your life don't resist what he's doing what he's speaking this morning as you're listening to me there are so many areas that the lord is pointing out to you and say oh this this no you have to yield you have to surrender today so that your desire can be changed this you have to yield so that now i can put my hand in and give you heaven's voltage you've been working in your power but now let me give you my power let me fill you with the ability of the holy spirit to do this desire i'm i'm going to tell you a few things that god uses a few ways in which god works in our lives to create this desire and to release this power are you ready for this if you're taking notes you can write it down his word is at work in our lives what is the first thing his word is at work so when god wants to create this desire in your life what does he do he releases a word this word if you resist this word then the work will not happen but if you yield to this word if you believe this word you know when i'm teaching this word there are many people here that are sitting and saying this is not practical this doesn't work for me it may work for other people i don't know what universe they are from <laughs> but it doesn't seem to work for me you have to believe the word that is being spoken to you only then it can work only then it can manifest his works 
Let me read this for you. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. Are you ready to read it with me? Church, are you ready to read it with me? One, two, three, go. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received His message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. Which means when we come to listen to the word on Sunday morning, we, we have two options. We can either think what I'm preaching to you is a good talk. You know how TED Talks, people come and give their talk there. They have a brilliant idea. They wake up one morning and they connect 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 and they come and say, whoa, this is what it is. So when you come to church on a Sunday morning, you can come and say, wait, today uh, apostle is preaching, which means that I can receive some of apostles' insights, some good ideas. Some good examples. We may even laugh. If Pastor Sejo is preaching, I know I will go back hungry. Because he will definitely sneak in a few examples of food. No matter what he is preaching on, revival, anointing. He will definitely find a way to bring in food into the conversation. Yeah? I know that I'll go back with some, some good ideas of where to eat today. We, we, we have our expectations already lined up. Saying, this, this, is, this is what I'm expecting today. And Paul writes to the church and says, You guys, you did not receive the message that we had for you as mere human ideas. So if, if you've come here to listen to me this morning or from a pastor this morning, I'm telling you, you're already losing. Read the next line, same verse. It says, You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is, and this word, it continues to work in you who, who, come on loudly, who? So the criteria for this word to work in you is what? Not that you write down every point that I'm telling you. Praise God if you're able to write down everything. Because today there's a lot of verses coming. <laughs> so if you're able to write down everything, praise God. But the, the power and the desire doesn't work for those who write down. It works for those who believe. So when I stand here and say this word is for you, you don't think, okay, apostle doesn't know what I have gone through. He doesn't know what people are saying about me. He doesn't know my bank balance. He doesn't know my struggles. He doesn't know my temptations. He doesn't know my weaknesses. Because it is not apostle preaching to you this morning. You have to take it as the very word of God. When I speak to somebody and, and I ask them something, you know, they don't know that I've been praying. Or they don't know that I don't do anything just like that. But then they will say, wait, wait, wait. Did God show you something? Is this from the Lord? <laughs> I'm like the very fact that you're asking that shows that you don't have a revelation of where I come from. See, I can just be walking in here and saying hello and I may not have intended anything. For somebody who receives it as coming from God, it is God waking them up. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
But for somebody who is saying, Pastor Priji is saying hello, they, they'll say hello back to me. Do you understand the difference? Some people think this is a man-made idea. See, Apostle Paul is not saying, this is from the Lord. Today I have come to give you a prophetic word. No, nothing like that. He's just standing and talking to them. And the Bible says the church, they received it as God. It's not Apostle Paul. It's not a man of God. It's not a human idea. It's not something that is just practical or physical. No, no, no. This is coming from God. And to those who received it like that, and to those who believed it, and to those who said, ah, I, this seems out of my reach, but I believe. This seems impossible, but I still trust. This seems very challenging in my own ability. But I will stand on this word for the next one week. This will be the solid ground on which I stand. The Bible says for those who believe this word, it continues to work. Which means the sermon may finish in a few minutes. But the word continues to work. Ah. You may not remember all the scriptures or the references, but the word that you believed will work on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. What is it doing? It is creating a desire, a hunger. It is creating a power. It is creating resources inside of you. It is making you unconquerable. It is, it is taking you into your destiny. It is preparing you to overcome your brokenness and your failures. The same blindness that you thought is your mistakes. It is teaching you how to rise up out of that blindness. The word, it begins to work in you. So when God wants to work in you, He is not going to come and sit and try to, you know, shape your head in this way and try to... Keep your hand on the guitar and say, play. No, no, no. This is how God does it. He releases a word Amen. to the ability that you have to believe this word. That word will begin to now work in you. And I, somebody said, I receive. I Romans chapter 1 verse 16. He says, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God. There is at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. So, so when I believe, when I receive, when I submit, the word becomes the power. The word, the good news that is coming to me, the good news about Jesus Christ, that becomes the power that is at work within us. Family, this morning, he's... You, you may not understand it, but there is a high voltage electricity flowing in this place. High voltage electricity. Because the Bible says this, this word is power at work within the ones that are being saved. So there is anybody that has the, has the intelligence to just tap in. Oh my God, you, 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 you are not going to be burned Instead, you will become a burning bush to attract many Moseses, to speak to many men and women of God, to give life and direction to many people in your life. You will become the carriers of God's voice, carriers of this good news. 
carriers of his work his word to the others you're not just supposed to receive his word you're also supposed to represent his word to others that happens when you believe how can you preach a word that you yourself don't believe guys this morning i'm coming to you because i believe what i'm preaching it is work for me i've stood on this word i've seen it manifest again and again and again and i know and i know and i know and i know this word once it is released it shall not return back to me void it shall do the work that it was sent for it shall create the change that it was meant to create it shall create the impact it shall create the transformation that it was meant to create in your life it shall not return back to me void says the lord the next thing the next way in which god works in our lives is that his plan is at work everybody say his plan one more time his plan is at work how many of you know that god has a plan for our lives do you believe that sometimes when we plan ourselves in our own ways so much we lose track of god's plan for our lives we 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 take the focus off of god and we put it on our next steps and we think that this is what is most important even when you don't understand all of god's plans his plan is constantly working in our lives that's why jesus had to say yet not my will but your will be done there are things that i wanted like like this but yet not my will your will because god's plan has a way of working in us god plan god's plans has a way of creating a, a desire inside of us god's plans has a way of creating a, a space for us to grow in power in our lives let me read this for you psalms 138 verse 8 1 2 3 go no 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 not like that not like that not like that like like people who really believe this word okay okay not not like somebody who is saying oh maybe maybe not possible no, no. like we have to read it like we really believe this word we have come to we know this word works in our lives and so now we are reading it like we believe it okay 1 2 3 go the lord will work out his plans for my life for your faithful love o lord endures forever what will he work out his plans which means his plans is he's is he's constantly engaging with us just like his word is constantly interacting with us god's plans the timeline that he has for our lives that is constantly trying to lure you in a particular direction constantly trying to draw you into a particular place that that the plan of god is trying to get your attention the bible says the lord will not that he may but the lord will like i said this is not a group of people who are resisting 
the plan of God in their life. I'm preaching to a people that, that are saying, not my will, not my plans, not my ways, your ways, God. We are a group of people that are saying, not, not, not what I want, God, but what you want. And when we live like that, when we, we walk like that, then we say, Lord, my Lord, I know he will work out his plans for my life. I don't know about the person on my left and my right, but I know about my life. I know that I'm yielded to his plans. And I know no matter who stands in the way, the Lord, he will. Do you have that confidence that his plan is working for you? His plan, which means you need to trust his plan. The same way that you trust his word, you need to trust his plans. It's very difficult for the parents of this blind boy to believe if Jesus would tell them, no, 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 this was all part of God's plan. Like, what do you mean by that, Jesus? Again, this is not a, you know, anti-prosperity gospel preacher who is saying this. This is Jesus who is saying this, that this sickness was God's plan for him. Come on. All of you are confused this morning. It's okay. I, I like confusing you a little bit. You know, sometimes I like preaching things that may make you think. Okay? God says, whatever happened to you, it is so that my work can be displayed. My goodness can be displayed. My power, my desire can work in your life. Even the worst of situations, you know, we, we, are, we, are, we are looking at something that is happening in our nation right now in Manipur, right? Can, can, it, can, it, can anything be more tragic than that? Can anything be more shameful than that? And yet, what if I say that God is working out His plan? There are certain things that God is putting into place. See, these two women, they were Christian women. They belonged to a tribe which is majorly Christian. And we were not, as a church, we are not surprised by this because, you know, we had a word from our prophet that said that persecution is coming, church. If you don't pray, if you don't rise up to protect your people, persecution is coming. And, and a majority of the violence that we have seen in the Northeast, it's actually not tribal. You know, that's how the media is making it look. It's actually religious. It is actually one religion that is trying to overpower another religion. And that is why a lot of people were thrown out of their churches. They had to do services on the main road. Have you seen videos of that? People standing on both sides of the roads and praying. It was not, it was not a tribal war. It was a communal war. It was a religious war. But what if I tell you that this is God's plan? What if I tell you that God is preparing to dethrone certain principalities? What if I tell you that God is at work? Even in our failures, even in the most disgraceful things, that God is at work. Ah, that, we don't like that. Okay, let me personalize it to you. What, what is the most shameful thing that has happened to you? What is the one thing that you don't want to talk about that you will not share in your testimony, will not write in your autobiography? 
you know we all have those things right that we don't even want to write in our diary because after i die what if somebody reads it and we all have those things what if i tell you that he can work out his plan even in that i know that like the parents of the blind man we'd be like what kind of god is that what kind of god is that but when we understand this is a god he his faithful love for me it endures forever i trust his love for me more than all the blindness that i'm facing right now i trust his love because i trust his love i also trust his plans i'm not asking you to trust a a, a tyrant or a dictator i'm asking you to trust a lover you can trust this loving god a god whose faithful love for you it endures forever this god is saying will you trust me i will work out my plan in your life i will turn ashes into beauty i will give you beauty for ashes i will give you glory for your shame i will change your life around i will turn this blindness into the most beautiful testimony that you've ever ever seen or heard i will bring a unique blessing through your unique persecution i will work out my plan i want you to say this after me his plan is working for me just like his word is working for me and in me his plan is working in me and it is working for me his plans every time i'm i'm going through a failure or i'm going through a challenge or i'm going through discouragement you know this is like 100 out of 100 times this is not like by chance okay 100 out of 100 times a prophet would call me and i would think this prophet is calling me to correct me rebuke me you know take out a take a photo every single time they'll call me and he will say you know what there is great plans that god has for you tomorrow and i'm thinking i'm not even worthy do you know how blind i am do you know how broken i am do you know that i am not going in the right direction do you know that i'm not praying enough do you know that i i'm 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 not qualified for this plans but every single time this this has been my personal experience probably because god really really loves me do you, do you believe that god loves you do you believe that if he loves you he has his way of keeping on reminding you of his love for you he has a way of keeping on telling you hey hey, hey. it doesn't matter how deep in the miry clay you are i still have a plan for you and every single time the word will come and say hey wait a minute i know this happened i know you're discouraged because of this but here is what i have on store for you i i'm not here to make you feel bad about your shame i'm here to give you a glimpse of the glory that you're about to inherit the lord read it with me the lord will work out his plans for my life Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 Furthermore because we are united with Christ how many of you are united with Christ 
If you're not, then today you have to choose to be united with Christ. Do you know how you're united with Christ? The Bible says we are united with Christ in baptism. Not just when you believe in your heart, but that belief becomes works. You get baptized. So if you're not united with Christ yet, then today I'm going to ask you to make sure go seek out help, go seek out counseling. You have to get baptized. In the new church building, we have a nice, beautiful baptism tank. We, we want baptisms to happen every Sunday. We want people to be united with Jesus every Sunday. We want, we want people to experience this grace. It says, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For those of you who think that my father, my mother didn't leave me an inheritance. Oh, let me tell you, you are more blessed. You, you are blessed beyond your wildest imagination. You have an inheritance from God. Because it says, He chose us in advance. Ha. Come on. Do you have the audacity, the belief to read the next line? And He makes... A hundred percent. Everything. Everybody say everything. He makes everything work out according to his plan. Not just the good things. Not just the anointed things. But everything. Because I am united with Jesus. Because I have an inheritance. Because he chose me in advance. I know. That he will work out everything (laughs) according to his plan. Every time I have a glimpse of this plan, my desire grows. Every time I have a glimpse of this plan, my power increases. Because he's, what is he working? How is he working in my life? He's giving me the desire and the power. But what does he use to work in our life? He uses his word then he uses his plans to work in my life, to create that desire, to create that power. Then the most favorite verse in the scripture. Anybody can guess this? Okay, it's already on the screen. <laughs> Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Read it together, come on. Lift your hands and read it with belief. For we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them in other words my my blindness is going to work together with my promotion do you understand what I'm saying they are going to work hand in hand they are all working together. If I take only my blindness, oh my God, this is such a failure. If I t- take only my, my, my shame, oh, I don't want to talk about it. If I take only my money, this is something that I, I, I don't want to declare. If I only take my relationships, no, 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 this may not be the perfect area. But when you put all of them together, it begins to work together. It begins to work together. For what? For good. God's plans for me is good. That is why I don't want you to focus on one area of your life. Saying, 
all these things are fine but i wish i had a little more money or i wish my my children would have been believing in jesus i wish that 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 god was god would have done differently for my ministry no 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 don't 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 wish those things because god knows how to work everything together god knows how to fit the puzzles in the right places and his plan is at work these these things these individual things that are happening they'll all begin to interact with each other they will all begin to communicate to each other and and eventually when you look back you'll be like wow this is good i couldn't have planned this i couldn't have done this i'm telling you my my life story is that i couldn't have planned my life you know if i would have planned my life i would have been miserable i'm so glad i didn't plan my own life and you you'd make the right thing you'd make the right step the right choice if you would just yield your plans to god's plans again a wise person will always make plans okay yes, yes. the book of proverbs teaches us to make plans to strategize and yet you have to yield your plans to god and say not my will not my way not my plans because your plans are higher as high as the heavens are above the earth so are your plans better than mine so are your ways better than mine so i acknowledge that your plans are at work in my life amen you ready for the next one his people are at work in your life just like his word is working in you just like his plans is working in you do you know what he's also put some people who are working for you who are, who are who are actively involved in your life his people so god uses people to do that work in your life i was just thinking about this the other day you know i was we were in in uh, i don't know where i was who i was talking to and i was telling them you know um, how paul said in second corinthians chapter 12 that because of the abundance of my revelations i became so proud that god had to give me a messenger from satan to humble me so i was i was telling them only if paul would have gotten married I'm sorry my wife is there smiling at me he wouldn't have needed satan to humble him only the married people got this and you know he, here god is like this this fellow he doesn't have a mentor he doesn't have a wife now i have to send satan you know a messenger of satan to go and keep him humble you know if you could recognize those people that god has given in your life so that they can work in you they can work on you even the people that you think are not worthy of honor or appreciation for example for the, for balaam it was his donkey who had to who had to become the voice of god in his life i pray that none of us reach that place where a donkey has to prophesy to us 
But even if a donkey does prophesy to you, will you have the humility to accept it? And say, you know what? I, 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 I am okay. I know that there are certain people that God has given to me to work on me, to humble me, to teach me, to change my desires, to change my abilities. There are certain people that God has given me to expose my blindness so that they can work in these areas on behalf of God. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Read it with me. Now, 1, 2, 3, go loudly. Now these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Everybody say gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Who are they? Leaders or governors or the one in charge of the church. No, no, no. They are gifts. When God wanted to give gifts to his bride, his church, like when a, when a bridegroom is giving a wedding gift to his bride, you know, is giving a, a, a gift to tell her, you know what? I really love you. When Jesus, the bridegroom, he is wanting to give a gift to the bride. See, God gave a gift to the whole world and it was Jesus. Right? This gift is not limited to his bride. This gift is for everybody that believes. Everybody. He, Jesus didn't die only for Christians. Right? Jesus died for all humanity. Everybody. But Jesus, after he died for his bride, after he purchased his bride out of the world, he gave certain gifts to his bride. You understand this? In the same way that God the Father gave gift, a gift to the whole world. Now Jesus gave multiple gifts to his bride. What are those gifts? The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. Today after church, if you find any of them, you have to tell them, hey, you are a gift. I will treat you like a gift. I will not take you for granted. You, you are God's gift to me. I, I don't need a promotion. I don't need a blessing to know that God wants to give me a gift. I just have to be in church and be submitted to my pastor. And I know that I'm blessed that God has given me a gift. Read verse 12 with me. It says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church the body of Christ so there is a work that God wants to do through his church what does the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the teachers and the pastors do they equip the church to, to do that work so I said God uses his word to work in us God uses his plans to work in us and he also uses his people to work in us. He uses his people to work in us, to equip us, to help us. So my dear friends, this morning, it doesn't matter how qualified you are. It doesn't matter how much, how well abled you are. You have to identify those gifts that God has given for you. Those gifts that are placed in your life. You need to identify those gifts 
and you need to submit to the work that they are doing in your life because when you submit to the work of your pastors and teachers you're actually work submitting to the work of god in your life all of us we want god to work in our life but you know not the pastor but today the lord is saying hey you want god's help or not yes sometimes i will use my word sometimes i will use my plans and sometimes i will use my people i know this is the hard part because i can word nobody knows plans yes but people because these people also have their own problems these people are also weak people these people are not perfect how can they teach me how can they try to equip me but god is saying these people are given to you so that god can work in your life so that he can manifest his goodness in you through these people wow i would recommend you to listen to last sunday's teaching i, I was in delhi uh, hisnianus church in delhi it's there on spotify if you can listen to this teaching it was it, it just when this word came to me i cried a lot because god was saying i can use you know let me just summarize it for those of you who have not heard it yet but for the rest i will recommend that you go back and hear it what is the title of that sermon anybody remember sorry uh, the 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 pure pursuit of his presence please go back and listen to it whenever you can during this week i'll tell you the crux of the word that i was preaching the lord was saying i can i can use the sword of hazel the enemy of this nation to correct you or i can use the sword of jehu to correct you or i can use the sword of elisha to correct you if you read the books of kings and chronicles hazel killed a lot of people jehu also killed a lot of people but elisha didn't kill anybody but the word was that elisha will also be given a sword and elisha will also hurt some people so what was the sword that elisha used the word so god was like you guys choose who should correct you hazel should correct you or jehu should correct you or elisha should correct you it's your choice sometimes if you don't submit to your pastors and prophets then god has to use your principles and your ceos to correct you and if you don't listen when your ceos and principles correct you then god has to use some hazels and some nebuchadnezzar's to correct you my prayer is that we don't go into that category we don't have to use those god doesn't have to do, use those people god has placed some people close to us in this church we are blessed to have that there may be places there may be communities where they don't have this but in this place we are blessed we are we have an abundance of good people that can give you direction and help and correction and change i pray that we will learn to value them as gifts to us as blessings to us instead of taking them for granted we will value them as as god's provision and as god's love for us and never should we be like wait a minute i i i i prefer more like a teacher you know not not a prophet who constantly is pointing fingers at me 
or, or, or I, I, I prefer like a prophet who is like, you know, always on fire, then, you know, this, this pastor who is like calmly standing and teaching us all the time. No, 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 you don't get to choose. You don't get to choose your gift. If I want to give you a gift, do you tell me what you need? Or I give you what I would like to give you? You don't choose your gift. The giver chooses the gift. And if you've been given an apostle, you make do with an apostle. If, you, if you've been given a prophet, you celebrate the prophet. If you've been given an evangelist, you receive from an evangelist. If you've been given a teacher, you receive, you submit to that teacher. If you've been given a pastor, you submit to the pastor. God uses all of us differently. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it sits. Read it with me. God works in different ways. But it is the same God who does the work in all of us. It's the same God. So whether, whether you submit to somebody who screams loudly and preaches, or whether you submit to somebody who doesn't scream so much, or whether you submit to somebody who... You know, would read 25 scriptures in one minute, or whether you submit to somebody who doesn't open their Bible when they preach. God works in different ways through different people. Your job is not to sit and say, This is better than that. Please, guys, the one way that you quench the Spirit of God is when you sit and compare. And you and you say, I, I wish. This Sunday's word, no. I mean, there was a season. I used to be so irritated. There were a few people who would touch me right after church saying, this Sunday's word, no, pastor. You should, you, um, we really missed you. This Sunday's word, you know, it's not up to the mark. The funny thing is, that's the very weekend a few people would have touched me saying how their life got transformed, how God used this man of God to prophetically. And there is one group that is saying, nothing good came out of this word. So whose problem was it? It was not the pastor's problem. It was, it was the fact that some became hungry and some came, you know, already there. They had built it up in their mind that, you know, I, you know, if pastor is not preaching, then whoever is preaching in his stead, you know, may, may, not, be, may not be as good as him. So please, guys, let me tell you this. The one mistake you should never do in the church is to never try to compare this man of God with that man of God. Because God works. Read it one more time. God works in different ways. But it is the same God who does His unique work in all of us and through all of us. So please don't come to me and expect me to do what that pastor is doing in that church. If you like what that pastor is doing in that church, I'll release you happily. You know, even the people that have been released from our church, they know it. We, have, we harbor no bad feelings towards them. I still speak to them. I still love them. I still wish them on their birthdays. I still love them. Like there's, you know, there are churches that say if you leave our church, you will be cursed. This church, no. You'll be blessed if you're here. You'll be blessed if you leave. No, no. You, no obligation for you to stay here. 
because god works differently with different people if you have a revelation that this is what i need you stay here please don't stay here to please us or to or because you are thinking this is better than them no 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 you understand what i'm saying because how can the i look at the ear and say the eye is more important not the ear nobody can say my ministry or our church is superior in fact this the churches that are put on display for people to see are actually the inferior ones this is scripture okay i'm i'm not i'm not making a judgment scripture says the more important parts of your body are hidden are not put on display so they you will now not find the important people on youtube you will not find them on social media the the more significant ones god hides them god gives them a very secret place to function from so please don't make the mistake of comparing this church that church this man of god that man of god you submit according to your revelation you you identify this is the house then this is the house this is the man of god then this is the man of god i i know my place i know my roots i know my stream i know where i'm going and this is the man of god god has given me i will submit here it is not my job to put on social media that my pastor is better or their pastor is lesser please never say that by mistake also never say that i've had people come and tell me that you know uh, that they said that your father is less anointed than my father i'm like like how do you how do you compare like you put them on a scale you know you and you weigh anointing saying who gets to decide who is more anointed less anointed guys please don't do that because god works in different people in different ways you don't compare people you don't compare ministries you don't compare because it is it is god's job to give you the gift it is your job to receive it and make the most of it amen apostle paul says in galatians chapter 2 verse 8 you know for the same god who worked through peter as the apostle to the jews also worked through me as the apostle to the gentiles you know how god is god has this crazy sense of humor if i was god i would send paul to the jews and peter to the gentiles because paul was the one who was well versed with jewish scripture come on will you will you send a english speaking pastor to malayalis and a pastor who doesn't speak english to you know to the united states of america to go evangelize the white people no that's that's that doesn't make logic but god has his ways he chooses the foolish to put to shame the wise he chooses the weak to show the strong that hey their their strength is not actually that strong he has his ways that's why apostle paul is like i'm confused why did god do this cuz god used peter for the jews the fishermen like do you know in the jewish you know culture they they would respect a pharisee or a sadducee like apostle paul apostle paul was a pharisee he says i was a pharisee of the pharisees like you can imagine when when he what he's trying to say is i was the i was the pastor of the pastors or the prophet of the prophets that's what he's saying and yet god didn't send him to the jews 
God sent him to the Gentiles. So, you know, the Gentiles, they don't understand that he's a Pharisee and he knows the Old Testament. They, they, they just couldn't value the, the word of God that he knows how many scriptures. He, he, they don't understand. They submit according to their revelation. And that's how God used him there. But Peter, a fisherman, in fact, they had, when they were preaching in the book of Acts, their judgment was this. They have not gone to a Bible college. You know, they were unlearned men. Do you know that's what they said about Peter and John? They are unlearned men. The only thing that we can think of is that they've been with Jesus. (laughs) But they are unlearned men. The Jews couldn't make sense of how is God using these guys. How do they know Hebrews and Genesis and Exodus and all all this? How is it that these guys know all this? Because they didn't go to a Bible college. How, what qualifies? That is why you and I, we are not the judges of who God can use where. We are the ones to submit. We are not the ones to criticize. His word is at work. Remind me. His plan is at work. His people are at work. Amen. I have two more points. Is it okay if I push? I don't get to preach here very often. (laughs) You know, I I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, two months, I I didn't get to preach in my church for two months. (laughs) So, so when I come to preach, I, I may take a little extra time. You'll allow me that? His excellence is at work. When he does a work, he doesn't do a half-hearted work. He does a beautiful work. He, he does it according to his standards. His glorious standards. Psalms 139 verse 14. Read it with me. Thank you. Somebody say thank you. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Because your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Anybody know how, how good his workmanship is? Make sure to look within yourself, investigate your life and say, His excellence is at work. His excellence. I, you know, even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't get that compliment and that appreciation from that pastor and this church member and that colleague, I know. You know, the writer of this psalm, he is not fishing for compliments from others. He is complimenting himself. I know God did a good job. Because he is not trusting what he sees in the mirror. He is trusting the hands of God. He's like, if he put his hands on me, ma'am, his excellence is at work. What I have, what I carry is heaven's greatness, is heaven's DNA. And I know it is marvelous. Somebody say, I am marvelous. His work in me is excellent. Look at your neighbor and say, how well I know about it. You, you may not know, but I know about it. You may not agree, but I know. You may not see it, but I see it. His workmanship, it is wonderful and it is marvelous. 
Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 read it with me on now all glory all glory all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely loudly infinitely infinitely more than we might ask or think his excellence is infinitely more than yours more 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 your excellence and his excellence cannot be compared so when God is at work in your life he is working according to his standards and God says he is, his power is at work within us there are things that we have prayed for right that's why it says more than we might ask or think there are things that we have not prayed for but but are like thoughts in our head right there are things that we we will just leave it as thoughts in our head because we know we don't want to pray about those things or we don't want to open our mouth and articulate that desire yeah yes. come on yes. apostle paul says what god is doing in your life the way he's working his the way his excellence is manifesting in your life that is your plans multiplied by infinity any math students here do you can you tell me how much is infinite <laughs> anybody knows infinity like where does it end how big is infinity god says my plans the excellence that i have been working in your life it is not going to be half-hearted work it is it is such a mighty power that it is going to accomplish infinitely more than we can ever dream of ever ever ask for ever think of so your wildest dreams is nothing compared to the excellence of God that is at work within you Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 Apostle Paul says, I am certain that this God that is at work, who began this good work, everybody say good work. He who began this good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So when, when God has put his hands on you, he will not leave you halfway. Okay. So by hook or by crook, he will finish his work. It's better you take your ticket and go to Nineveh. It is your choice if you want to reach Nineveh smelling good or smelling like a fish. But by hook or by crook, what he started, he will finish. Are we thankful for that? I'm, I'm not saying that as a threat to you. I'm saying that as something that we can be thankful about. It's a good thing that God finishes what he starts. He, you know, you can see his excellence at work in everything. When he starts his good work within us, uh, I'm glad that the Bible calls it a good work. It's not just an average work. It's not just a work that is like somehow... You know, push you, survive you till you reach heaven. No, 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 it's a good work. When you look at it, you'll be like, whoa, this is a good thing. 
this is the lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes it is not by human hands the song in the book of revelation revelation chapter 15 verse 3 great and marvelous are your works o lord god the almighty just and true are your ways o king of the nations so in everything i want you to be singing this song all through this week saying lord the work that you're doing is beautiful chaka chak fantastic your work is excellent great marvelous even when i don't understand it i know it is infinitely more than what i would ever ask or dream of i dreamt of marrying this guy but your dreams plans is infinitely more is infinitely better for my life so your excellence is at work within me the last point let me start from the first one his word is at work his plan is at work his people are at work his excellence is at work the last his rest is at work it's it's contradictory because how can work and rest be is used in the same sentence you know how how, how can god work in me and yet put me to rest and yet give me rest see that's the whole point of god's work in you is that you don't have to struggle you can just chill you can go through life like a king you can just take it one notch slower and your life will still have the excellence and your life will still have those people and your life will still manifest the plans of god the word of god god says in the book of psalms 127 verse 1 unless the lord builds a house the work of the builders is wasted so what god is saying is hey i know you you're trying from morning to evening you want to go to work you want to get the best salary do the best be the most ambitious get them get the most rating in your team and all of that and yet god is saying let me do the work no why are you trying so hard to do all your work why don't you just relax and let me be the one to do this work and so god is saying many of us we are trying so hard to build our home it may be a physical house or it may be a home that we are trying to build god is saying can you just rest and can you trust my work in your house let me give you rest let me give you a little bit of you know take it easy time so that i can manifest my work even when you rest even when you don't have to be be in the panic mode all the time let me do my work he says unless the lord protects a city guarding it with sentries will do no good you know some of us are very protective of what we have and who we have right our children go out oh my god you know have you met one of those overprotective mothers or are you i'll not look at you you can you don't have to smile are you one of those overprotective mothers if you could you would place a spy camera on your child's back you know so that you know before something happens they will be raptured out of that place you know 
guys if the lord doesn't protect then no matter what you do no matter how how you try to say oh i will not let anything happen to my children my spouse it's this is not there is very little you can do you have to trust the work that he is doing you know i've i've, I've seen guys or girls especially in their dating phase trying their best to stop their guy or the girl from talking to anybody else protective you know they they have a right word for it possessive right what is bad he's just a little possessive of me you know it is not your job to be doing that the bible says unless the lord does it all the protection you give them it's in waste let me read the next verse i'm sorry i'm 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 making you guys uncomfortable i could see that on your faces so i had to move on verse 2 it says it is useless everybody say useless. useless it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night anxiously working for food to eat because the the lord god he what does he do he gives rest to his loved ones so god is saying you you want to build your house you want to provide for your family you want to protect them you want to care for them will you allow me to do it for you why don't you be in a place of rest why don't you take the back seat and just say lord i give you the key to my car you you drive this car i give you the 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 captaincy of this boat why don't you take us wherever you want to take us i give you full control you be our leader you you be our everything i'll i'll give you the first preference god god is saying it's useless for you to work so hard so just rest in the season his rest is at work so what we think is when we rest the whole world is going to be coming to a standstill god is saying no 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 when you rest my work will begin adam you go to sleep because when you sleep i'm going to start preparing uh, eve for you and through you the more you are walking around the more you are searching the harder it is for me but why don't you just go to sleep why don't you allow me to give you rest and let me put my hand and let me do my work let me surgically do things that you know have you ever have ever seen any doctors qualified enough to do that anybody you're like oh i need a spouse so i'm going to go into surgery <laughs> no it doesn't work nobody can make it happen but this god he can work in your rest he works in you through your rest and he is giving rest to his loved ones all the loved ones said an amen, amen. psalms 46 verse 8 the lord says come see the glorious work of the lord see how he brings destruction upon the upon the world verse 9 he causes wars to end throughout the earth he breaks the bow snaps the spear he burns the shields with fire 
we are declaring this morning that every every war that is going on in our nation the lord will work divinely and he will break the bow he will snap the spear and he will burn the shields come on pray this with me that god will cause the bow to be broken he will snap every spear and he will burn every shields he will cause wars to end we will come and we will see the glorious works of the lord read the next line are you ready this is what you and i do be still and know that i am god god is saying this is what i will do but this is what you will do i will break and pierce and you know snap and set fire burn all of that but you you be still i am working in your rest his work his rest is at work in us his word is at work his plans are at work his people are at work his excellence is at work and his rest is at work this is how we should respond to his work psalm 69 verse 30 to the humble will see their god at work and they will be glad this is a morning of gladness this is a morning when we go back home happy because let all who seek god's help let them be encouraged psalm 145 verse 10 and all of your works will thank you lord come and you know that you and i we are the works of the lord so how, what are we going to do we are going to be glad and we're going to be thanking him we're going to be thanking him because we know he is working in me giving me the desire and he is going to give me the power to do what pleases him psalm 150 verse 2 praise him for his mighty works praise his unequaled greatness so we have to be glad we have to thank him and we have to praise him this morning i'm i'm calling you i'm giving you an altar call i'm asking you to be glad okay i know there are sad things that you're surrounded by but can you be glad this morning you know why i preached all this is so that you get a glimpse of the work that god is doing and if you have seen the works what what should you do go back go back and read that if you have seen the works the humble will see their god at work psalm 69 verse 32 it says they will see their god at work and they will be glad amen In the next verse it says all your works look at your neighbor and say hey works <laughs> each of us we are workmen we are the workmanship of god we are the handy work of god So all the works that have come to church today. What are we going to do? We will thank the Lord. 150 someone 50 verse 2 it says praise him for his mighty work. Praise him. 
for His unequaled greatness.